don't listen to what anything the celery man says. Hello and welcome to the Tokenet Podcast. I'm your host, Yas, and I am joined by Cooney. Hello! I'm also joined by Nick. What's up? And also joined by George. I'd rather be in a blizzard, but whatever. <laughs> You'd rather be in a blizzard? Moving on. Moving on, and our newest member to the podcast. How should we call you, David? Yeah, David. Is that your name? Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Uh, hi, I'm David. I go by at the Celery Man on Twitter. That is who I am. The harbinger of bad opinions. So tell us who you are and what do you do? He just actually don't. He, he just did. We don't want to. You're horrible host. Well, I like long walks on the beach. Um, no, okay, I, I... so this episode we're going to be doing. <laughs> So this is going to be a retrospective, a look back at the previous year of 2015, because that's usually what you want to do when you start a new year, is look at the previous year. I don't know why, but that seems to be tradition. Uh, we got a few categories today, and we're just going to go around and basically talk about our most favorite things that happened last year in the tokusatsu genre. Um, I guess we'll start off with... What is our favorite design of the year? Well, each of us. Who wants to start? Design. Design. It's kind of weird to start out with this, but... Okay, we can start out with another one. No, I'm talking about like what my pick is, specifically. Because... Oh, okay. Oh, you already my... have a... Like, okay. Yeah. Go for it. My pick is the final villain from Ultraman X, Grisa. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because there's, and it's kind of weird to be starting out with the final boss, but whatever. Um, <laughs> there's a lot to Grease's design, not just visually, but also the sound part of the story, too. And that's part of what makes it so amazing. You know, when we first see Grease during the finale, the last two episodes, they're looking mm -hmm. at this purple ball in space, and the doctor's like, we're literally looking at nothing. So nothing that our brains can't handle it. So it has to show us something. And it's like, what? And then Grisa shows up. And it starts moving weird. And it starts shifting. And the little fake UFO noises it starts making. Like it's a laughing UFO from the 50s. And, you know, you're just like, you're walking. You're watching, I'm sorry. A walking ball of nothing destroy Japan. So it's like... Uh, quantum galactus it's purple and white and uh its final form from what i've been told is based off of a famous european cathedral so it's got all these spires and things on it and yeah it's it's a lot Grease is cool is that what that was based off of mm -hmm. and like you can look at pictures of oh, it oh yeah i see i want to be the other thing yeah apparently it's based on the sagrada familia church in yes. spain oh like, you look at the, the ceiling from the inside of the church, and it kind of looks like what they were going for with Grease's design. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Yeah. And the, there was something that, that bothered me about the design, and apparently, well, I'm not sure if this information is confirmed, but apparently one of the writers said that they did integrate Zeton into the design. 
Mm-hmm. You can Which see that was with something the, uh, really reminiscing when I saw it. It was like it, that looks a lot lot like Zeton. Yeah, you can see that, especially with the pulsing light on its uh-huh, face. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's like Galactus Zeton. I know I keep saying Galactus because Destroyer of Worlds, but also like Quantum Galactus because it's not actually there, which is amazing. Well, his official subtitle is uh, Void Monster, so it's yeah. about you know sucking into the vacuum. You're fighting non-existence. Like, how amazing is that? Like, I remember watching that and just the sound alone was creepy. Yeah. And then I went back and watched the first episode and the sound is in there during that part where it's like the red sphere that's X and the purple sphere, he knocks it into the sun. You hear that sound. And I'm like, I'm sure when we were first watching it, it's like, eh, whatever. But then it comes back and it's like, Especially in context, it's just it's creepy. I have yeah. I have no frame of reference. I'm only like halfway into the show. Yeah. I've never seen a single episode of Ultraman. Both of you need to fix that. No, an Ultraman X is a really good introductory uh, Ultraman. It's like um, Mabius. Mm-hmm. 22 episodes also is a very healthy amount. Mm-hmm. The show is very wholesome. Is very I mean, it's well-crafted. I, I, it's really recommended. Has Dr. Mackey from Ozone it? Yes, he's exactly. the uh, captain. All right, so uh, Twitter uh, listeners, uh, go to Twitter and bug me to watch Ultraman X. Do bug him, please. Yeah, just abuse me until I do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, anybody else have a favorite design of the year? Yeah, I yes. have. Okay, go ahead, David. So, yeah, I have. Sorry, it, uh, I cu- I I limited it down to two, and I couldn't pick. Uh, and quite like Nick, um, it, it's the final bosses of uh, two shows. Uh, the first one is Dr. Bano, Gold Drive from Common Rider Drive. Even though it's literally made from recycled parts, it's made from a helmet of type speed and Proto Drive's body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But but the colour scheme and the red eyes and just the gold sheen and the black belt, it looks really good. It, like the colours are visually stunning. They're a very good contrast between like mostly type to rider on at the time. Because it's an inversion of colours. Because type to rider on has yellow eyes and a red body and it's the opposite for gold drive. And you know, it's it's reverse flash. It's the reverse flash's colour scheme. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it's a, no, it's really. I mean, because he he does look like the evil version. I mean, as a concept, it works perfectly well. Just as he said, because of that, I think I'm not sure if it is what's on purpose. The reverse flash thing, the red eyes looking all mad. Uh, uh, yeah, it's, it just looks badass, like mean. Yeah, and the fact that the mouthpiece was black uh, really made the eyes pop. Yeah. So I, I, I really did appreciate that about Dr. Bano, who, who is a good villain in himself. And the other design I really loved, uh, even though it started in 2014, it ended in 2015, so I'll probably be talking about it quite a bit this podcast, is Zed's uh, true form from Risha Sentai Tokyuja. It is just flair. Which which one is that? Is that the one where he wears the white coat? Yeah, no, it's his monster that... form. 
the 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 berserk form, the 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 evilist. Yeah. The spiky. There was a one. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I was thinking of the middle one. No, yeah. I like the middle one better, actually. I do like that one better. <laughs> yeah. Well, the mid uh, the the middle one is, um, yeah, it's it's probably better. But the reason I appreciate Zed's final form the most is it's the end point of an evolution of a character. Right. Um, you because you, you have Emperor Zed who for who is a face villain and you have not seen a face villain in Sentai since Go Onja. Go Busters. Probably, yeah. Go Busters! I'm sorry, how am I forgetting end? Oh, you're Go Busters. Technically, killed Eager, but. Yeah. Technically. But. <laughs> yeah, just, uh. Zed started out, and he he stayed in that human form for a good part of the show. And even when he did have his. Uh, white jacket monster form, he didn't use it that much. He really didn't. And then. As the show goes on, you find out the link between Wright and Zed, and you know, he becomes Tokyo. Um, what I what's the official name for that black form? Uh, Tokyo uh. Tokyo One Dark Form. Yeah, all right. So that's literally the name. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you you get to that point, and Tokyo's story is a really good, rich story of characters and parallels between the shadow line and the rainbow line. Like how mm-hmm. that in life there's always darkness and light. And the fact that you get the evolution of both the protagonists and the antagonists is really good. Uh, as, and that is why I appreciate that form so much. Kuni? Uh, yeah, I'd like to go next because I, I didn't, did not uh, think only of Zed himself, but the entire shadow line I think that was uh, a really, really big surprise, because uh, mm-hmm. one thing that I mean, people, well, uh, villain designs had not yet tried was steampunk, and that was something that became very fashionable. Well, I mean, years before that, and I think they did it. I liked that they did it um, moderately. There were not pipes or cables uh, like the well, you know, regular steampunk design has. Yet you see the Victorian outfits with a little uh, suggested uh, train theme, and then all these dark designs, including, for example, I mean, things like stand that stand out would be Noah's uh, Lady Noah's face or Nero's hat. Yeah. Uh, I don't know Morg's uh, staff, which looks apparently looks like a mic. I don't know why. Uh, it's because uh, she's the she is the announcer of the shadowline. Ah, you're exactly exactly you're right. Yes, and Schwartz's roses on the on the on the chest plate. Yeah, things like that. Because I mean, these look really menacing, really dark, but also really beautiful. And I think that got reflected both in the executives, the leaders, and the monsters as well. And the grunts, the the crows were, they had Tommy guns for God's sake. Yeah, they had Tommy guns that they <laughs> used as actors. The Shadow Line is honestly it's it's one of my favorite groups in Sentai, and the fact um, not only that they're steampunk in, inspired, but they're all European. Each oh, right. e- each general of the Shadow Line is a representative of a different nation. Like Madame Noir, she is from France. Baron mm-hmm. Nero is Italian. General Schwartz is German. Uh, Gritter 
the, the, there was debate I've I've heard she's meant to be Spanish, but I've never. Oh really? Negrita. Yeah, cause uh, cause Negrita is meant to be Spanish for something. Ah, ne- uh huh. Well, there there the, there are two things. One would be I think Negrita, which is a, like a little black girl. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just you know, literally translated. And yeah, I mean, Mavro, for example, the villain of the coming movie with the ninjas, is actually mm-hmm. the Greek word for black. I didn't see any, well, not much Greek elements, but I like that also that common design about the the, the different uh, words of for black. The previous two, um, uh, previous two movie villains were also uh, from different countries. In the V cinema, it was. Hey, hey, hey! Was Chinese. hey? It was hey. He's Chinese. Um, and then you had Count Nair. Count Nair, and he was. I've I, I've heard some sort of Scandinavian country or English. Apparently, is uh, Romance is that is that a, a, a language? Let me just check. But yeah, all the names are uh, 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 the word black in their respective. Yeah, Romance language spoken. By people in Swins Canton. It's one of the four national languages of Switzerland, though not official. So, no, it's yeah. Swiss. I'm stupid. God. <laughs> hey, David, you're from Europe. Where's Switzerland? It's true. <laughs> yeah, you're the only European today. Yeah, I am. I am Tom Constantine Light. <laughs> Tom Constantine <laughs> Junior. Uh, little Connie. <laughs> oh god. Oh, so man. yeah, that that's my uh, nominee. The entire cool. shadow line. Yeah, the entire shadow line. Nice. Uh George? Um I'm gonna go with the Kiba Oni generals. Oh, oh, oh those are uh, amazing as well. Yeah. They so, are nice. Yeah. I, I like the Ninja suits like a whole lot. They're really cool, they're really creative, but I think the general suits just take everything about that to like the next level, especially with the way they integrate the broken masks. Yeah, yeah, that was an excellent design Pretty, decision. What? Yeah, like what? What are those masks supposed to be? Uh, well, I mean, I don't know how much you know about no theater, but it's a it's a very specific genre of theater uh, in Japan. It is very very abstract, and it is very. Uh, it has a lot of ceremony, a lot of religiousness to it, a lot of rituality. So, uh, well, in this case, uh, each of the masks that the generals have is one of the characters that appear. They all are this kind of archetypes. Uh, well, starting in order, uh, Raizo, who has the Hania mask, is the, very, the most recognizable of them all. Is a representation of a jealous woman. Uh, then you have, uh, well, QMON, QMON uh, is also a very common theme, especially in video games, for example, is the fox mask. The fox normally is taken mm. as this mystical animal that can transform into into people and likes to trick humans and, and make fun of them. Uh, Masa- Tsugomori Masakage uh, has the... Uh, just hold on a second. <laughs> Kiriman is Naruto. Yeah, pretty much. And, well, in the meantime, um, Ariake no Kata, 
has the mask of a fuku, well, a woman in this case, a very a, a woman with makeup. Um, it's also traditional to uh, represent a good fortune with that kind of mask. And uh, finally, uh, Kibao Gengetsu, the, the general, has also a mask, uh, in this case representing uh, a possessed, uh, uh, a possessed, an angered, possessed warrior. So they all had these expressions and these features. Also, Yumihari, Juza Yumihari, the one in the movie, is represented by, by the uh, warrior. And the one for Mangetsu Kibaoni is a demon. And the other thing I liked was that uh, they are all, like, cut at some point. Right. They are not showing them uh, complete. Mm-hmm. But 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 can uh, George continue uh, with uh, why you liked why you well what's why it's your nominee? Um, oh yeah, so like I actually really like the idea that the masks are cut. Um, I don't know. To me, that feels like they're trying to say the characters aren't always completely honest about what they're trying to do. And like in the case of uh, Mon, you have that with like him, her, it, whatever, keeping secrets throughout like the entire series. And I just feel like they play. As a really nice opposite to what the Ninja are supposed to be, uh, like much in much in the same way the Tokyuji and the Shadow Line were polar opposites, I feel like they managed to do that with something a little bit more realistic here. Mm. You get people mad talking about the Ninja. <laughs> Shut, up. <laughs> Shut up! It's a good. Show. Honestly, I'm actually I'm, I'm actually enjoying it. Yeah, it's it's. I'm watching it now, and it has its problems as far as story goes, but. It's 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 growing on me. Yeah, but um, also I kind of like these suits. Just well, it's not so much because of the suits at this point, but I'm reminded a lot of uh, the general structure from Gingamon. So I guess any yes yeah yes. exactly. So anything that attaches like an emotion to Gingamon will automatically make me feel cool about it. I <laughs> will watch Ninja when it is over. You do uh, that. It's a good show. Um, it's a really good show. I I feel like, and I'm probably. So uh, is it okay if we set a little a bit aside, a little bit of time aside to talk about the ninja? Just uh, as yeah, it stands bit. right Go now. For it. Yeah. So Go for it. I and Kunihara will um, no doubt have a face of disgust on uh, as I say this. I adore Ghost Sager. I absolutely adore it. It's one of my favorite Sentai series. Yep. Uh, Ditto. I can feel the cringe. I can feel the cringe. I can hear the uh, comment section uh, getting ready to me. No, you're among friends. You're among friends. I'm, among, I'm among friends, but this is going on the internet. Um, <laughs> That's such a, such wise words in general. I'm among friends, but this is going on the internet. <laughs> Put that on my gravestone. Um, so yeah, I really, really, really like Osage, and a lot of people don't. A lot of people just completely and utterly despise it, uh, and will not even give the new uh, MFC subs a chance. Right, and uh, which are a overall better translation. They, they, they just won't, and they watched like five episodes, and like, this is the worst Sentai series ever, 
I, I, I want nothing to do with it. It's nothing like, insert Sentai series name here. No, but calling it the worst series is an exaggeration, to be honest. And I, that's coming from me, the Antigo Sager Crusader. Guy. Crusader. <laughs> Crusader for Go Sager's purity. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's not that bad. I, I think the thing that makes me not like it at all is the fact that the, 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 I, mean, I wasn't sold a cast. I didn't feel anything for the cast uh, at all. I didn't care for any of them. The one I cared for most was Burajira in the end. I mean, he was the most interesting thing on there. He is, but let's not talk more about him. But yeah, I mean, let's not, let's not that go either. Yeah, I don't even know who that is. I'm like halfway through. What does this have to do with Ninja? Yeah, 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 I was I was transitioning onto that. I saw, I'm sorry, but I feel that the same feelings that people have for Ghostager are the same feelings that they're having for the Ninja. That they've only seen a small portion of the show and they're judging the entirety on that. Like, um, yeah, I think that's definitely the case. I mean, it's it's a lot harder, especially when a show is ongoing. Yeah, when it's currently to like, right? It's hard to, I guess, um get on board if it's something that you really don't like um i remember a lot of people had to say like i had that same reaction with ghost Sager. like when i first saw it i saw maybe the first five ten episodes when it aired and i didn't like it and i came back like last year and start well not last year i think the year before and i started watching it like marathoning it it's actually really good so i think there's some shows that are better marathon yeah, about, about than week and the ninja yeah. very well, very may well be that case because like Ghost Sager, Ghost Sager does not get great until episode seventeen at the end of the War Star arc and the beginning of the UMA arc, mm-hmm. uh, with the introduction of best Sentai uh, character Ghost Sentai. That's weird because I, I always really hear the opposite. Great. I always hear the opposite that uh, second arc is the worst arc. The Yuma arc. Mm-hmm. I really like you, Mark. But anyway, moving on to 2015. Oh, oh yeah. Um, let me. I'll just go real quick on mine. Yes, please. Uh, please. Design choices. Um, I think I'm probably gonna be the only one who actually picks a hero, <laughs> and <laughs> I'm gonna pick uh, Ultraman X. Uh, I think that's which my form. Favorite. Uh, standard. Good question. Cool. I like the standard one a lot. Um. Yeah. It, I, it's something about like I know the it's a little bit different. It's a lot less red. It's more you know grayscale. Mm-hmm. Um, but that I don't know something about that appeals to me. Uh, also, the chest plate is like really iconic to me. Like it feels like something that it stands out. Whereas like there's a lot of like for me, I'm still very new to Ultraman ish. Like I haven't seen too many of the series. I've seen some, and um, there's a lot of shows that blend together that kind of look the same. Like Tiga and Gaia obviously look the same to me. Like look similar to me. A lot of the originals kind of look the same to me. So I know something about X like that. Just that chest plate really stands out. And also, are I like you talking the, about like his entire chest plate or specifically the color timer? The whole thing. Like I okay. like the I like the color tone. I like the grill effect that it has on it. Um, but yeah, I like that. And I also like that. Um, on his helmet, he has like. The blue circles around his ears. The headphones. Yeah, the headphones, yeah. And then when he's I'll, talking I'll, to Daichi, he actually holds them like headphones. That yeah, was amazing, I love that. yeah. I, they're I love literally it. headphones. 
Jeez. Well, I mean, he's like representative. Of They're his family. ears, but he's got like a kind of a technology motif. So right. he looks like their headphones. I, I was going to be like, is it like Common Rider Duke where they're literally headphones? Well, I mean, design-wise, I'm pretty sure they are headphones, but I think it's based on the fact that, I mean, he connects with Daichi because Daichi can hear uh, better than, I mean, hear, uh, put into quotation marks, uh, better than anyone. He can hear what the monster said. He can hear what uh, uh, X said. And I think yeah, they incorporated that connection with Daichi with this headphone thing. And let me just add mm-hmm. one thing that actually sold the design to me, was that he looks very young. I don't know if it's just yeah, my impression, yeah, yeah. but well, Ultimate X was really young, and I think that it's part of. I mean, he looks youthful, and it's the the the, the you know the headphones, the you know it. it you imagine this little goofball kind of young guy, <laughs> seventeen, really into into art. I don't know, and he's listening to to, to his music all the time. Yeah. And, but he's such a nice guy, and he uh, he's a good listener. I don't know. I created a whole. A concept of a character in my mind just by looking at this design I, th- I think it was am- that was amazing it's really yeah. easy to do that with ultras like you go on certain parts of twitter where people put up like pictures from stage shows and stuff uh-huh. and you can put together a story just from like four snapshots from yeah, the stage yeah, yeah. show and gifts. like my little mini headcanon is that Max and uh, Nexus are best friends at like a comedy duo where Max <laughs> is the goofball and Nexus is a straight man. <laughs> That's perfect. So yeah, and that goes well God. with their actual characters, actually. Exactly. Yeah. Even though they're expressionless alien masks, you still yeah. get something from it. Man. Uh, but yeah, that's that's that was my favorite design of the, of the year. Um, there's a close second. I don't know if you guys seen the Garo movie, Garo yes. Goldstorm. Yeah. Um, the uh, the bad guy Ago. Oh, Agro's the best. Uh, his oh my god! Like I, like I saw it uh, yesterday actually, and I couldn't take my eyes off of that suit. It just looks so. I mean, it's all. I mean, it's all one color. It's all. It's just all black, but still, it just it's so intricate. It looks like what if a Makai Knight were samurai based instead of being wolf based. It's so good. It is so, so good. good. Yeah. Um. Well, let's uh, move on uh, to the next category that we have. Um, so we're going to we'll, pick winners uh, at the end, right? Nah. Uh, we can. I, I kind of just figured it'd be a discussion of our favorites. Yeah. Per, like, we can, we yeah can, it's not we like can. a formal award show. We're just yeah, and we're just talking about it. Oh, okay, all right. Is the the, the pre the pre Blizzard awards show then? Yeah, we, we <laughs> pretty much. We can take our answers. Put them in a poll and let the listeners decide. That, that would be good. Well, I think it's a bit too late to be put together, but yeah, yeah. I, I just figured it would be just more of a discussion. Take our answers. Yeah, uh, that's yeah, kind just of. Just let us know what. I mean, if you agree or you don't, it can be on Twitter. It can be on 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 the fan page. It can be uh, yeah, just on the comments. Yeah, just give us a feedback in that case. Yeah, yeah. Tell us what your favorite in each category is. Uh huh. Tell us yeah. why you like Go Savior. That too. That's okay. It. Right, so but then, um, then yeah, let's go. Let's let's uh, move on to uh, best character slash actor, since they're kind of the same thing. Yeah, uh, this is hard. This is tough. Uh, so I know my answer. So can I go first? Go for it. So yeah, best character slash actor is 
Uh, I forget the actor's name because I'm terrible with behind the scenes names. But it's Akira Nejino, uh, Tokyo Rokugo. Um, uh. Yeah, I, I know I'm cheating again. It's 2014 into 2015. But the end Are of. Are you talking about. Um... Yeah, Rush is. Ah, yeah, Tokyo, Tokyo Orange. Tokyo 6. Yeah. Tokyo oh, Tokyo. gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. I, so I just use the full Japanese now. Because I'm a weird. Yeah. By the way, his name is Shin Nagahama. Shin Nagahama, that's right. I see that name like Correct. twice a day. I should know it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he is one of the most interesting six rangers. Um, he's like... Because uh, this show was written by... Uh, God... Yasuko Kobayashi. K- Kobayashi, that's right. It was, <laughs> was on the tip of me tongue. Uh, and she also worked on Bo Kendra a bit, right? Yeah. Well, she was on main writer, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, and she, I, if, if I'm correct in my notes, worked on Bo Ken Silver, his story, where he is half monster. Like, this, Tokyo Rokugo feels like a completion of Bo Ken, of Bo Ken Silver's story. He is a kaiju mm. from, kaijin from the start. He is a shadow monster, um, mm-hmm. uh, and he hates himself. He wants to die for the entire show because he believes <laughs> that raining out picnic days is the worst thing that you can do. He, he's got this. He's got this Clint Eastwood, uh, the man of no name thing going for him. He like he's an extent. He's an extension of the main generals. Wherein, even though Zadam is Arabic, uh, he is American. He's a cowboy. Uh, his design is actually a wet cat, which is really good. If you look at his monster mm-hmm. design, it's a cat yeah. that's been out in the rain. Exactly, he's a wet cat, just like you say. Yeah. Um, and just his story that transitioning from this the man with no name as character into and it doesn't really happen until the toward the very end of the show uh becoming a tokyo Uger, becoming a part of this team this family because even though like he becomes t- tokyo rokugo and is a part of the team he refers to just people as tokyo blah or the tokyo Uger. like he doesn't include himself in that mm-hmm until the end. He's also usually on the rail. Like he's all, he's always like out, you know, fixing the yeah. He's maintaining rainbow the line. rainbow line. Maintain, give, give maintenance yeah. to the line. Yeah, he's yeah. not really hanging out with them socially. Uh, mm-hmm. Quite like uh, Ghost Knight, where you know he wasn't a ghost agent until toward the end. Um. Well, yeah, he he just had one of the best character arcs, uh, and I really really love Akira Ned, you know, and uh, just uh, my runner-up is Chase from Drive. Really? Yeah, because he uh, also, like Akira, he had uh, instead of having a Man of No Name storyline, he had a Pinocchio storyline. He wants to become a real boy. He wants to become more human. Um, And you, you see hints of that throughout the, uh, the entire show, where he goes from mass, proto-drive to machine chaser to common rider chaser. Um, 
and it's solidified in spoilers uh, for people who haven't <laughs> seen the end of Drive. It's sounding the alarm. Yeah, it is solidified in Kiriko breaking his heart because uh, he 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 was beginning to feel love and he was in love with her and he you know once he found out that Tamari and Kariko have feelings for each other like you know unrequited love and he handled that like the most maturely I've ever seen a character handle that I took I took that worse than he did I was abysmal for most no, let alone I mean it was handled in such a in such a realistic yet humorous way, because he experienced heartbreak and then resignation in a matter of two minutes, pretty much. Because yeah. you could see how he he has. I mean, his eyes was were full of tears, but his face was impassive. Well, because he and all that little transition of, from when he finds out when he you know puts two and two together. Yeah, those like and oh, then, mm-hmm. we don't know how to handle emotions, so let's spill food everywhere. <laughs> is that a Japanese thing? Well, I mean, I've, I've, well, yeah, the nervousness, <laughs> the kind of thing. That, yeah, but I mean, I need to talk about that when I give my my nominee. Cause... Okay. Okay. Um. But yeah, yeah. Chase Chase's becoming a human story was also really great. Right. So, I, I've realized I've given two answers for each category so far. All right, go on. Yeah, I feel like That's I'm going to do the same. <laughs> Uh, Kuni? Ah, yes, thank you. So, my nominee would be uh, Tomari Shinnosuke. Uh, what's his name? I forgot. Takeuchi Ryoma. Uh, we actually uh, realized, well, I mean, I don't know if, if, if everybody else realized, but we didn't talk about him much, if not at all, in the Drive Review podcast. I don't know why. It's... But it's such a... Shame because I mean I think he is a I mean both in execution and in writing, I think uh, Tomori Shinosuke was a really good common writer, a really good hero. Mm-hmm. You could get behind him, you could feel what he was feeling, you could see his not only his evolution as a, as a, as a policeman, evolution as a common writer, evolution as a man, as a son, uh, as a as a partner. And the acting just, you know, uh, kept 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 up with that. It was really uh, nice to see how you saw the the, the, the actor learning, uh, and making the character his. There were, I mean, the older, mo- I mean, we have talked about the moments, the Nira arc, the Banno arc, all those moments, especially in the Nira arc when he is confronted with the the, the murderer of his father. And how he is conflicted about whether to fulfill his duty as a not a police officer, just like his father was, or avenge his father by killing this bastard. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, not not knowing. I mean, well, sort of knowing what is going to happen, but feeling the conflict and and suffering with him, right? And I think that he was very well rounded. He he got a good conclusion. He he fell. He picked himself up. Uh, I don't know. I I think it was a really welcome, uh, well-rounded. Uh, if uh, well, if I may say so, typical uh, hero uh, character, but excellently executed and excellently acted. I yeah, that's what I was gonna say. That he's 
he's I think the reason why maybe we didn't talk about him too much was because he felt like a very I guess standard writer. Yeah. Like he felt like he felt like he hit all the marks of a uh, well typical common writer. Was that yeah, in the best in the best meaning possible. Right, that's the thing. Like he he did I think he was a really good uh writer, like character. I do have one criticism of Tamara Chinaske. Why I I'm just gonna say to start, I agree with everything Kunaharu says. I really like Tamara Chinaske. Um but my one criticism and I think it's probably just the way it had to play out is he at no point really, even though Chase is on his team at this point, considers um what he's doing to the Roy Mutes to be anything other than pure justice, even though Hart he says, We don't want to wipe out humanity. We want to enslave you for what you did to us. We want to live you know, it's 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 a it's a Blade Runner uh, philosophical uh, debate is are these people really Hmm. alive and do they deserve life? So are you saying it's like I'm trying to figure out what you're trying to say exactly. Like I I feel that the Roid Mutes didn't get a good ending because oh, like almost, <laughs> yeah so, so I'm, I'm 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 not explaining myself correctly i'm sorry no no i yeah, I, I, we, we did an entire podcast about that uh-huh yeah, yeah but true. i completely get what you mean cuz other than Hawk, i don't think any of the general roid mutes uh, excluding bano and uh the literal member of government secretary of defense uh, like they didn't heart and medic, the, the brain and medic, to my knowledge, never killed a human. They tried, but they never did. Like, cause I think that's because that's just that's just based off of their roles. Yeah, but like they didn't deserve death. No, but that's a very important element he's touching on. Uh, I mean, as a, as a moral dilemma, indeed. Right. And as to what you feel as a, as a viewer uh, in respect of roid mutes. And for example, as I said it in in the past podcast, the conflict of Go hating Roy Mutes, but then being approached by Chase, uh, Go and Kamen Rider Mark being the destroyer of Roy Mutes, and uh, Kamen Rider Drive Tomarishinosuke being the the contact with Roy Mutes. He wanted dialogue. That's just the thing that he actually said with these words. I want a dialogue. I want to know what they are about. But I guess that that the first. Co- uh, uh, talk that he had with Hart maybe convinced him that they they were a threat because that's the thing and actually that's one of the weak points of Drive they were written to be a threat but they didn't feel like one yeah and I, I, and I think a good I think that's why 001 uh, Freeze and Bano was such a juxtaposition that they were threats whereas the general Roid Mutes just, uh-huh, uh-huh. just wanted to live. And the most evil one turned out to be a human, because I think Nida is the most evil character. Yeah, he is. Oh, God, yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah, sorry, uh, continue with... with uh, oh, who was... who was? No, yes, you were talking I about uh, Shinosuke. Yes, yes, Shinosuke, right? I just feel that... So it's just that we're going tangents a bit too much. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah uh, it's, it's a tangent that is from my criticism, is that 
Shinosuke, like, I, I think he said a line toward the end about the roid mutes humanity. But I think my criticism is that he didn't think of it sooner. He didn't think of them as people until the end. But that but that really makes sense in character, I suppose. Like, because he's just a cop. And... He was, yeah, he, he had a duty in this case, and he had decided. And he, he well, decided that the roid mutes were a threat. At least uh, Banno and that thing that he built. What was his, its name? The the, the oh, weapon thing. Sigma. The super digitizing Sigma? thing. Sigma. Thank you. The Sigma. Uh, the, the murdering MacGuffin. Yeah. That's uh, <laughs> yeah. He was total MacGuffin. That's it. But those are were the two real threats. I mean, Hart was tired and alone and broken and sad. God, when Hart died. Spoilers. When Hart died and he was crying and he said, please just remember the roid mutes, a race that once walked this earth, I cried. Yeah, that, that was, was pretty that sad. Was that was pretty, pretty sad. sad, yeah. yeah. Um, but Nick, anyway, that, that's for Shinosuke. Yeah, go ahead, please. Yeah. Uh, Nick, you have a... What are we what talking about? <laughs> Best character act slash actor. Oh, okay. I'm going um, to stop trying. I'm, just, I'm, I'm playing with y'all. Okay. My best char- favorite character of 2015 is actually he's like a guest star in the stuff he's appeared in, but Ultraman Zero in the Ultraman Ginga S movie and his episode in Ultraman X, mm-hmm. and he's voiced by uh, Mamoru Miyano, who I first ran into as the voice of Setsuna Fseye in Gundam Double O, but I like Zero now because I like the role he's kind of uh, like settled into where he's the mentor to these younger Ultras, you know, Ginga, Victory, and X. That's so weird. But he's also still, like, the goofy, like, brash young kid. And so you're watching the brash young kid of the uh, Showa Ultras try to teach these other Ultras how to be Ultra while throwing rocks at them and beating them up and just not being a nice person. But being super charismatic. You know, Rui had to little take the picture with him. He's outshining (laughs) X all the time. It's like, hey, kid, I'm here to teach you some stuff. Get out of my way. And I really like that. You know, I like the evolution of his character that we've seen, even though it's only been two appearances. You know, he hasn't been the star, but we see him a lot. And he's like the good-natured jerk, but not enough of a jerk to make you hate him, you know? See, I like like where Ultraman Zero is right now. He's just... He's... Just cocky enough to be amusing. Yeah. And he's yeah. a teacher, which is hilarious. <laughs> no, but that's the thing, Ultraman. The, I, I don't know if they just, you know, I mean, the, the franchise allows for it, but uh, it's such a big universe, but the way they expanded is so well done. Mm-hmm. And everything makes so much sense. Because in the and movie, they see, were just like, uh-huh. here's the multiverse, we can go between them, there we go. So everything afterwards is like, how did they do that? They traveled between the multiverse from the movie. Shut up. <laughs> it's like, Ultras do that now. They just go places. No, I mean, yeah. as you said now, Ultra, I mean, there there is character development for, for characters that have, already have had their series. Mm-hmm. And yet still, you, you see them change from movie to movie, from appearance to appearance. And and see the changes, and they uh, they seem natural. I really need to watch Ultraman. Yeah. Yes, you, you do. You really do. No, yeah, Ultraman. We tried to tell you. 
I, I think the only time that's happened in Rider is Fies. Well, except the show. Well, no, the, the show guys don't really change. Yeah, they kind of do. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop hijacking uh, topics. So, go. <laughs> <laughs> so, Nick, uh, Nick uh, please continue. Yeah. Mm. Uh, that's about it. I really like Ultraman Zero. I mean, like Tony was saying, we're getting character development in non-major appearances. You know, and Zero is the best example of that because you know he's is he the only one who's fully voiced? Um, externally voiced. He, you know, the other Ultras talk to their hosts. Yeah, he is. Zero just talks to everybody. Yeah, there's there's nobody else like that. Well, yeah. Um, he's the only main one. There's like yeah. Zafi or whatever. Yeah, Zolfi and King talk to people just to like say, but hey. then like the um, movies and Mabius make that weird, so. <laughs> but yeah, Zero's the only one who like talks on a regular basis to humans and stuff yeah. like that. Uh, okay, uh, George? Um, alright, so I'm gonna go with character because you guys already talked about Ryoma Takeuchi way too much. So, yeah, for me it was uh, Kinji from Ninninger. So, oh, who yeah, that? Kinji. Which one? Gold I don't. I don't, I don't. Uh, mm. Oh, okay. The sixth yeah. guy. All right. So basically, the stuff you see in 2015, all kind of in general, is not fantastic, but there are little points where like. I find myself legitimately fascinated by what's going on, and I found that a lot of that revolves around Kinji and the whole thing he has with trying to find the people who killed his dad and his brother. And uh, in, I think there's this really cool evolution of the character arc from somebody who's just trying to find their killer for you know purely for revenge to getting to the because it's probably going to be spoilers for people in this room, but for uh, getting to the point where he literally becomes the person who killed his uh, brother and his dad. Jesus Christ! Uh, what? <laughs> yeah, it happens. What, what, is this a you-become-your-own-grandfather situation? Well, no, the thing no, no, is it's... It doesn't um, have to do with time time traveling. Um... Basically, the, the yokai that, that killed them, um, it scratches him, and he eventually turns into that turns exact into same, that yokai. same yokai. Uh -huh. So oh. there's this—he goes through this whole arc of uh, of like having to overcome his own fear and his own doubt, and learning to just accept that as part of who he is, and not as something that's going to hold him back. And uh -huh. well, and having chosen to to embrace that dark power to to fulfill his his objective, right. So he 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 pulled an edgy from O's. He became a monster and used it for good. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Also, gets some power up. Man, all right, Ninja, you're not doing too bad. <laughs> I need to catch up. Yeah, but the way you yeah, said like... it, I thought like you meant he he goes back in time and accidentally oh, no, no, kills no. his brother and dad. <laughs> but that would but that would be too heavy. God, yeah, that, that would be like, Tokusatsu wouldn't do that these man. days. Not these days, yeah. Oh yeah, I I'm on the Power Rangers wiki. I'm looking at his yokai. Wow. Yeah, the wolf thing. So is he like just straight up not human anymore? 
Well, no, he, he he is. I mean, it's actually actually they give it a, quite an explanation. Kiyomon explains it very well. I mean, the, the essence of the yokai takes over you, but it's not about it's not only uh, the essence of the yokai is, is Kinji embracing it, and it's also Kiyomon uh, like um, uh, catalyzing it. It's a lot of things actually, very complicated. No, I mean, yeah, what not I... not like like but like is. Is his species still human, or...? Yeah, yeah, it is. It yeah, is. yeah, he's still human. Okay. Well, but... <laughs> I, I thought it was like a, a Kira Nejino situation where he's, he has just he just has a human form. No, oh, no, no, no. No, but he's human, he's human. Yeah. Okay, alright. Wow. So, yeah, what I really enjoyed about that is I think they were really clever and... You know, usually you'll see somebody with like these little character flaws, and the whole deal will be that oh, well, they have to overcome whatever so they can become a better person. But here, the way it's written, it's hey, he just has to learn to accept these are parts of who he is, and if he tries to change that, that's just going to hold him back. And I think for Sentai, that's actually like really, really deep. Definitely. Yeah. Quick, quick aside, on the on his page on the Power Ranger wiki, it says that uh, like the first sent, uh, like a previous Sentai ninja Jiraiya, he speaks perfect English, and Kinji doesn't speak perfect English. That's a lie. That's barely English. No, yeah, that's awful English. That's what you get for reading the Power Rangers wiki. Yeah, what's yeah. wrong with you? <laughs> No, but I mean, just as I mean, just as uh, David uh, came up with a criticism for Tomari, I think I have a criticism for um, Kinji, and I don't think well, probably some people felt it, some people didn't, but uh, his speech pattern uh, is uh, he learned it from watching. Well, I mean, the, the character learned it from watching uh, samurai movies, so uh, he's not his native language, and he learns this very antiquated, weird Japanese. And that doesn't stop sounding weird. And it, it, I mean, there are times in which you cannot take him seriously. Is it like Usetsimaru? Or is that better? Utsusemimaru, you mean, right? Yeah, from Koryu. No, Utsusemimaru, that's, that's, um... We're talking about Koryu Gold. That matches the character. In this case, Kinji is a cowboy talking like, like a samurai. It doesn't make sense. And that doesn't go away, at least in my my experience. So while while the the arc is is uh, very interesting as a character, the actor just didn't convince me, and I think that it's because of the of the scenario he was put in. Part. Yeah, and that that's why I went with character, not actor, in this case. Mm, I see. <laughs> see, like that's that's, th- that's the biggest choice. problem with Ninja is that. The story's really good, but it's like the people who embody them are not that great. Casting was really bad, yeah. 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 I'm burning up. <laughs> we, should, we, we should move away from talking about the ninja actors that appear getting blacklisted. Um. Um, let me go. Uh, are you you good, uh, George? Is that... Oh, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. So you, you, do, you do your thing. <laughs> Alright, so uh, my favorite character, it's probably character and actor, is... um. Uh, Shotaro Kamiki from uh, Ultraman X. He's the captain. That was my second choice. Uh, oh, he's played. He's played by Yu Kamio, who is also 
Dr. Maki and Oz, Comrade no, Oz. You gotta say it the way, uh, the way the cake boss would say it. Dr. Maki! <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I do a good cake boss. <laughs> I, I half hoped that, like, on his desk there would be, like, a small doll. I don't know why. But yeah, I, th- I, I found it really interesting because um, usually when there's like a task force or whatever, the the captain is usually, uh, a lot of times he's just the one who gives orders. Um, but throughout the show, you get glimpses into his private life mm-hmm. and you see how, like, how he's dealing with his personal issues and his like family situation. And you also get to see how he sort of balances his duty to not just like you know his team but to the world and how he balances that with being you know a father or whatever and like his story is really interesting and i love how they sort of sprinkle it like throughout the series Um, yeah like you see him uh touching his jacket pocket in like the second or third episode yeah, like, what, what's up with that? And that doesn't pay off until episode fifteen, which is yeah. my favorite episode of the show. It's a really good episode. Um, and he's like, yeah, it's also acted like really well. Like he's a really good actor. So for yeah, me, yeah, he's definitely. my favorite one. Um, my second one was gonna be Gold from uh, Garo Goldstorm. Uh, he's the Makai priest that they run into midway through. Um, I just I like him because I just liked his story with him. Uh, being uh, being an o- older brother myself, like him having that instinct to protect his younger sibling, like and seeing how he sort of embodied that in his training, and then seeing how when he comes up against like you know uh, Vyuga and all that, I don't know, just the 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 way it progressed and how he sort of his mindset changed from. Uh, uh, just how, how his mindset changed throughout the show. It, it's really good. I liked it a lot. So yeah, that's pretty much me. Uh, let's go to the next topic. Uh, favorite moment. Okay, I'll go catch that. I'll do that one first. Do it, do it, do it. Um, so I don't recall the exact episode number it's from, but it's the little standoff that uh, that uh, Shinosuke has with Nira mm-hmm. when uh, he's in that hostage situation. Um, so my whole deal with Drive is that I think it's a really bad show, but it has like little moments of like being like really, really good. And one of them is this moment, which I think is like actually my favorite moment in the entire show and Mm. probably one of the better moments in the franchise in period. So it's this moment where like the entire thing is cool because there's this history between these two guys being connected by one person which is the Shinosuke's father but for me the one little bit that I enjoyed the most was uh, was when uh, Nira has his gun pointed at Shinosuke and Shinosuke just like looks down and laughs in disbelief and he just says you know it's funny I'm a common writer but I can't do anything right now and to me, that just seemed so cool because it brought this level of groundedness to the show that you don't often see in Tokusatsu. And the, the whole sequence was unnerving. I, I mean, the thing that remained with me the most was Nina barking. Yeah. 
because he told you your father is a loser dog. I mean, cause in the, they use the, the word dog because the their expression in Japanese is makainu. When you call mm. someone a loser, you call them makainu, which is a loser dog. So calling someone a dog normally in Japan is calling someone a loser. And Nida right. didn't stop there. He 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 tortured him. He he just caused him pain by barking and making fun of his dead father. It was it was really really it made an impact on me that I didn't think would come from a common writer. Being being honest, one especially th- not this show. Yeah, one one thing in that moment that sticks with me, and it should be silly, but because of the intensity of the moment, it it wasn't really is Shinosuke's holding a real gun and he's aiming it like he's a- he aims the door gun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think that's because uh, cops in Japan don't pull their gun that often uh, as far as I know. No, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, and, and the only time Shinosuke, like, only when he's at the shooting range training, um, but the last time he held a gun properly uh... That a real gun is the night of the global freeze, uh, and right. but, but since then he just he uses the door gun, and that's his like learned way of aiming. Gotta aim it to the side. <laughs> that's the kill shot. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Anyone else? Favorite moment? Uh, oh god! My favorite moment comes from Ultraman X episode twenty. <laughs> any uh, long time listeners to this podcast will uh, know that my favorite toku show is Ultraman Nexus and so episode 20 of X is the Nexus episode and my favorite moment is a short one doesn't take that long a few seconds but when uh, they're fighting in Canada you know the little girls are on the porch watching Ultraman Nexus fight off Bemular their dad comes to rescue them and you know you see them from afar first and I'm like who who is that that head looks familiar and then he comes in you see his face and out of nowhere because they didn't announce this it hadn't leaked this was kept under wraps very well but come on something something the main dude from uh, Ultraman Nexus is not is it Kazuki? Okay. You sure? Yeah, Kazuki, <laughs> right. Komon Kazuki, his actor, whose name I don't know right now, uh, plays the father of the two girls and the husband of the deputy captain who turns into Ultraman Nexus. So there's a moment where Nexus looks at him, and they both nod at each other, and all of a sudden, there's all these emotions that come back to Nexus fans. Because that, you remember, that was like, actually quite intense, yeah. Yeah, because the first time you see Nexus in Nexus, they do that. And so, you know, you're taking back 11 years. 11? Has it been 11 years? Yeah. yeah. 11 years ago to just one of the most heartfelt moments in Ultraman. Because Komon went through a lot in that show, man. And you finally get to see him happy and with a family. Nexus is back, and you know, oh, it was it was a lot. I love that show. Speaking of <laughs> course of both Nexus and X, 
He, he says that into his pillow every night before he falls asleep. <laughs> I've got all my spark dolls next to me. No, no, he's got like a big X hug pillow. Like, he wakes <laughs> up, like, and he remembers the crushing reality of the world and all the darkness that the real world brings. But then he remembers Ultramine X exists and everything's okay from there. See, I'm, no. If well, you the, watch uh, Nexus, that's, thing, yeah. that's yeah, actually Nexus. the plot of Nexus. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> we talk about it in the podcast you don't listen to. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, so, <laughs> listeners, even though I've been a member of the Tokusatsu Network since uh, early October? Uh, something like that? Yeah. Yeah, like, end of August, what, September, early October? Uh, it's yeah, been a I, while. Yeah. I don't know. I don't pay attention to you. Yeah, I, I have not listened to a single one of these. So yes, please also pester him to do that before or, uh, watching any Ultraman. Listen to the podcast you participated. Yeah. <laughs> Are we still talking about moments? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Let's get back on like, track. Uh, well, at least I'm not going to talk about like much into each because like, there are many. Right. But the, I mean, the first moment as a moment as a moment, the one that remained with me was the gold storm. Oh God, the actual gold storm. That thing that happens in the end, without spoiling it a lot, that thing that you had seen all the time in the opening of, of the second core, uh, is oh, the, the Goldstorm. And I think that was just such a gorgeous thing to, to see. It was so pleasing today. Eye candy in its purest form, I think. Yeah. And it's also so effective, so pertinent to the show, so pertinent to the atmosphere. It was great. Um, also about drive, uh, there there were many scenes, especially the scenes at the, in the end. Uh, I like the parallel between brain and uh, medic, the how quick the relationship changes because of the circumstances. Uh, brain evolves and medic, uh, and he uh, humiliates medic, and the next scene you see them together, uh, he saves medic. And it made such sense uh, for the show, etc., etc. So I think I mean, well, I mean, when when things when when loose ends are tied, when things are taken home, I think is one of the the, the, the moments that remained with us, right? Yeah. So, for example, I don't know what else. Uh, Come and ride a ghost. I was surprised with Come and ride a ghost. Ghost uh, so good. Episode. The episode in one. which she gets the burn, the ore, what's in the name of the form? The flaming form? Uh, two columns boost. Took token boost, yes, that's right. When before the, the episode before he gets token boost, I mean, I got teary eyed, and it, and we're not even twenty episodes into the series. I cried. That was great, and that's because um, I think Ghost has an excellent cast. It really does, like. They all parallel each other so well. They all like work off of each other so well. Like uh, mm-hmm. Onari and Akari play off of each other so well. Like some of the best parts of that show are just there. their scenes. Onari is my favorite. Probably is going to be my favorite character of 2016. Probably, I can say that. <laughs> you can quote me on that. I think he's going to be my favorite character of 2016. Well, watch like. Oh. When we record the next, when we record the best of 2016 podcast, you have bought a Onari hook pillow. <laughs> well, <laughs> if it's on sale, then probably. I don't know. But yes, those are the moments that actually came to mind. Oh, 
uh, Nin Ninja, because there is no much love in Nin for Nin Ninja, apparently, out there. <laughs> deservedly. <laughs> okay, deservedly, I can concede that. But the first battle that Qemon and uh, Yoshitaka, the last ninja, have in the river, I think that was badass. Yeah. Very badass. A lot of things happen in rivers in Tokusatsu. No, yeah, but when, when he first defeats them and then uh, Last Ninja comes to the rescue and Master and, uh, Master and Pupil fight for the first time. Oh, that was very cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the sequences were really uh, greatly shot. The effects were great as well. Uh, and I think that's it. Cool. Uh. Okay, so on to me now, yeah? Yeah, go for it. Okay. You didn't go. Uh, Tokyo Uger. Uh, the entirety of the last two episodes are great. Um, Seconded. Yeah. I'm not going to go into detail into those out of plot world. But my, I, I'd say my favorite moment from 2015 is, it, and it was pure comedy in Drive, when Chaser and Mark are fighting side by side against Roid Mutes. Um, he uh, Chaser primes his axe for uh, the Hisats, and he ha he just gives it to go to hold on to, and then <laughs> oh right, yeah, and then and then when it says Matteoio, whatever the phrase is, when when it's ready to go, Go picks it up, is about to swing, Chase takes it off of him and uses it, <laughs> like it was the best. I, 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 that is just a good moment. Yeah, the comedy in Drive was really well executed, actually. We've had a really, we've had a lot of good comedy lately in Tokusatsu. At least in, yeah, yeah, at least in Super Sentai and Rider. I can't speak for uh, Ultraman. Nick can. Uh, so yeah, that's my moment. It's just that that axe scene. This, ah, like, I hate all of you. Because you guys named like two of my favorite <laughs> like, crap. That, that's kind of the like... disadvantage of this category because the moments are so yeah. iconic. No, well, maybe right, you can like... elaborate on, on any of the ones that you liked. Well, one of them I can't for spoiler reasons. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, uh, I thought one spoilers of... are like, uh, so. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, yes, but at the same time, a couple people here haven't seen all of Ultraman X. Yeah. And. <laughs> I'd rather not. All losers. Yeah, but it's in the same episode. It's in the same Nexus episode. There's another moment in there where. You're talking I about like the, the very end? No, it's not the very end. Well, that's one of them. The whole episode is like one big awesome yeah. moment, pretty much. Um, and I also really liked the moment, uh, the episode where that uh, George mentioned in Drive. Because um, that is literally. Probably, that's like one of maybe probably the only time where Comrade Drive felt like Comrade Drive, like it felt like a cop drama. Yeah, yeah. And I I wanted the whole show to be that. Yeah, but it's a kid like, show. That was, yeah, true. But I wanted some elements of it throughout at least. But it never felt that way until that episode, and it didn't feel like it too much afterwards. So, um. So yeah, that's another one of my moments, and also, uh, um, I'd say when, um, well, spoilers again, but when uh, Chase dies, what? 
Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Uh, for the next category, <laughs> for the next category, I'm gonna have a word about that. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um. So that's everybody. So next category is best fight scene. Can I just Who wants to go first? Can I jump into it because you gave me a good transition? Go for it. Yeah. So the final fight uh, of Doctor Bano, who is one of the best slash most evil villains in recent Rider. Like he just wants to. Oh yeah, you know what I want to do? Genocide. Like not take it over. <laughs> genocide. Like you know, tone it down a bit, mate. But yeah, that entire yeah. Go- Chase's last fight. Chase handing off his driver's license and his his signal bike to go. Then uh, running off and exploding, trying to kill Bano. That was heavy. Like. I agree. That it was, it was really heavy, mm-hmm. especially seeing as. I had mentioned earlier in the podcast, he had just, like, un- un- unres- like had his heart broken by the woman he loved. So, a quick cr- criticism of Drive is they foreshadowed the Chase-Kariko relationship way more than they foreshadowed Shinosuke. Yeah, that they should have, yeah. Yeah. Like, the Loveroid mute turned into Chase and stuff, man. So, they way foreshadowed that more than... Yeah. That, yeah, but then it, it's so iconic that I hope when we do eventually get a gold drive figure, it comes with this piece. Uh, Chase slashing Bano in half with the axe. Mark, you mean? Yeah, Mark. Sorry, fuck. I, I got my. I have mm-hmm. my mind on Chase. <laughs> I on my desk. I have the proto drive and motion chaser figure arts. I have Chaser on the way. If that tells you anything about me as a person. <laughs> but yeah, uh, that whole fight scene was powerful. It was really good. That was probably my that's probably my favorite fight scene in Drive. I think. Yeah, and as a quick uh, honorable mention, uh, one of the last fight scenes in Tokyuja where Wright uses all of their powers, like like uh, like he oh. like he throws out. His signal, his signal, his uh, red Russia puts in blue Russia. <laughs> he goes through all of them, and then gets rainbow powers. So that was that was great. It was a good. That was pretty awesome. It was a pretty good fight scene. Um, yeah. Yeah, that, that's that's me on the fight scenes. All right, Nick, tell us what you like in Ultraman X. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> okay, I was gonna make that joke. But thanks for making it for me. <laughs> My favorite fight scene comes from Ultraman X episode 15. Which is the the captain... What's his face? The captain's focus episode. Mm-hmm. And Ultraman X in general had really good action. Especially the episodes directed by uh, the head director, Kiyotaka Taguchi. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, 15 is when we get the uh, captain. He's the one who gets to... Uh, control Cyber Gamora, because, you know, it's a little bit after they learn how to summon Cyber Gamora. So, the captain, he's been going through a big personal drama during the episode, but he's like, I got a man up, I have this responsibility I need to take care of, I have to save the city, there's no one else around to do it. So, and you see him with uh, Cyber Gamora in front of him, and you see him, like, take out this boxing stance, you're like, am I about to see what I think I'm about to see? 
So, Cyber Gamora pantomiming the captain's actions, and they get in a little, like, boxing match with Gomez, who is, uh, the first Godzilla derivative Ultra Monster. The very first Ultra Monster. Mm-hmm. You know, back yeah. in the day, it was made from an old Godzilla suit. So, and this was the episode that aired on Godzilla's 60th anniversary, wasn't it? Oh, was it? Uh, yeah, that's why they went with Gomez. That's so amazing. His name's Gomez? Yeah. So, um... The captain, his part in the fight was great. And then also, when X got in the fight, and he was using the uh, Bemstar armor. And at first, I didn't really like the Bemstar armor. But suddenly, what happens? He throws the shield like Captain America. And that was just a huge moment for me. Like he's diving out of the way, and he's throwing his shield. And, oh, man. Like, I can imagine I really... Nick jumping out of his seat, freaking out, screaming at the computer screen. Seriously though, I really, <laughs> I really want Kiyotaka Taguchi to stick around for a while. Oh yeah, he he needs like he's brought some like a lot of fresh air to the way miniatures are done. Yeah, X how, is like really creative. It's really creative. I can't like understate that enough. Like it's really creative. But uh, I mean, yeah. they the, the the curious thing is that they didn't fail. Uh, well, I told would be a bit of an exaggeration, but. They they were measured enough to to be creative, but also do within I mean their means, so that mm. everything was so effective and so well done. I mean, because I, we we visited. Well, it was not the the episode directed by by Taguchi, but we do we visited the set when uh, Koichi Sakamoto was directing mm. the miniature set. Man, uh, uh, oh god! I wish so you guys were there. It's it's the magic so happening I. in front of Me you. <laughs> it's the magic happening in front of you, and there is this scene. I mean, I'm not don't remember what episode it was, but when when next it falls into a building, uh, you know, headfirst. Mm-hmm. That scene mm-hmm. took about three hours to to take. Wow! And just the, the, there is this moment in which he trans well when he changes form into Exedex, he kicks uh, the uh, one of the walls of the building to to give him give himself some impulse to go back against the monster. That yeah. take was repeated at least ten times. You're gonna kick this wall and you're gonna kick it right. Exactly. No, but it was like that. But that's the kind of attention you pay when yeah. It was the, it was the episode that. Had um, Tsurugi de Maga, the first monster that appeared. But oh, that was... so that was the oh. first, the first episode of the trilogy. Exactly, Sakamoto's yes, 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 yes. trilogy. Isn't that when he first got exceed? I I think so. I think yes, so. yes, yes. Yeah, it's amazing yeah. to think how how much detail and stuff they put into these silly kid shows that people who are no, too it's, old, it's, like, it's like... they are all artists. They are craftsmen. Yeah, they, they, they you, are you should see them how much care and how much passion you can feel inside the building. It's like everybody's being so uh, attentive to their own task, be it lighting, be it the stupid, you know, dust coming out. All the, the, the attention paid to details is amazing, amazing. One yeah, of the things I'm amazed by is uh, like the miniature work. I think mm-hmm. I was, uh, it was either Ultraman or a Godzilla movie. I was watching something someone said. Like, they tried to make sure that the curtains on the different windows each look different, like someone was actually living there. Oh, my God. Like, you're doing a lot of work for something that's about to get stepped on. 
Kudos. If you watch, um, what was it? There was an, uh, there was a couple of specials that came out last year, I think, in um, 2014 that had to mm-hmm. do with like Togustatsu effects. Yeah. And I believe there was one centered around uh, Ultraman. And they showed like just the different types of like scale buildings that they have. And there's mm-hmm. one where it's like you have. Is this the one hosted by that dude from Garo? Yeah. 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 And they show like one. Same cameo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, they show one shot where it's one building where it's like it's at a larger scale. So you, you're the base of the camera is inside of one office room. So you see like the table and the papers on the table and the books and all these little intricate details because it's going to be in the foreground and then behind it you see all these buildings in the background so it gives this forced perspective mm. but just the detail that it has like all the curtains and hangers and like like when they have exterior shots they have like radiators outside and like it's, it's insane can I go next because I think mine's kind of goes off of uh, no you can't what Cooney said a little bit you're the host you decide who goes next <laughs> this is true Screw it, I'm going next. Uh, uh, because you mentioned Sakamoto and Ultraman X, um, I think my favorite fight from the year is, um, I think it's the last episode of his trilogy, which is when uh, Ginga S and Victory team up with uh, Ultraman X. Um, that fight was just, it was just insane. Like, we already that had, like, crazy. It was, so much happens, but, like, you have this whole thing about, like, you know, victory is sort of training x a little bit in combat mm. because like you said he just got the exceed form but he wasn't really used to it yet yeah so, he had to learn how to use the uh the x slugger yeah and that all comes together in that final fight where you see them all like just sort of you know teaming up and like sort of having this uh it's almost like a perfect like triangle of like attacks where like one person attacks then they dodge away another person attacks they dodge away it's like it was like perfectly synchronized it kind of reminded me of like uh the final battle in um Geki ranger when you see the three uh main heroes like sort of reach the pinnacle of their training and they go mm-hmm. up against long and then they have like this very like well choreographed like fight where it's three on one and all three of them are attacking at the same time it's not like one person comes mm-hmm, in and mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. back away. It's like all three of them at the same time. It kind of felt like that with uh, this fight in uh, Ultraman X. And yeah, I I was jumping up and down in my seat, like just like going crazy. Like this is amazing. <laughs> the best fight. So good. It was really good. I think it's my favorite thing Sakamoto's done in recent years. Sakamoto yeah. is the best. He's all right. Arigato, Sakamoto. <laughs> George? What's your favorite fight, George? Do you want want to contribute to this uh, category or what? I mean, I'm I'm probably the worst person to ask for this because I'm not too good on the technical aspects of fights. But um, I really liked the last fight between the Ninja and Gaviraizo. Oh, oh, that was good. That was a good fight. Yeah, in particular, I love the bit where um, Takaharu has to, you know, like slash at him over and over and to do that he just like goes with his sword then he picks up somebody else's and somebody else's and somebody else's and somebody else's 
and I thought that was really well done. To criticize that fight, they wasted that fantastic voice that Gabby Rizzo has. Yeah, I I thought he was going to actually appear on screen be just because of who his actor was. Yeah. yeah. Like, God, that would have been the best, because I love that actor. We all do. I can't we should have mentioned the actor. <laughs> oh, yeah, Kenji, Kenji Matsuda. Kenji he's Matsuda. been in... Uh, so he's been in Hibiki and uh, Kiva. Yeah. God, that guy just oozes charisma. Oh, he was, uh, he was, uh, he played a Makai Knight uh, named Watanabe. Uh -huh. He also played a Makai Knight. That's true, yeah. Oh, yeah, he was, uh, the guy who was, what's his face, his teacher? I yeah, he had a mirror uh, as his Mado jewelry. I can't remember his Makai Knight name for the life of me. Shuki Shinobi is gonna yell at me later. <laughs> But yeah, I thought that was a really interesting uh, setup, just because again you have one guy defeating everybody, defeating the main guy, but it's done in a way where you feel like everybody's contributing, and again it's something I don't see very often. And you can be cynical and say it's well, you know, Takahata's just jacking everyone else's powers, but here I think it works very, very well. No, oh, yeah, it's good. Uh, that also kind of plays off of my Tokyo thing earlier. Like, Wright is the one fighting Zed, but it feels like everyone's a part of it. Right, exactly. And right. it's such a big moment so early on in the show that I think it kind of gives the viewer this extra punch. That's not something you would expect to happen right then and there. Yeah. And again, this goes back to the whole Ginga Man thing where they they kind of change what they're doing, but initially it seemed like they were going to copy that show and give you a new villain every couple of episodes, but they didn't, but at the time, that's what I thought was happening, and I was in love with that idea. That's what happened in Ghost Hager. Yeah, well... Mm. I was gonna say that it did remind me of, um, I forget what episode, I think it's 15 or 16, where he had the, uh, uh, Arata had a big fight. I can't remember who the bad guy was. Derup that he fought with. Derupta. Yeah, Derupta. Yeah, that fight was just Freaking amazing. That, it kind yeah, of reminded me of this one a little bit. I think it was six, at least the setting. -wise. I think it it, it was uh, sixteen because seventeen is the beginning of the uh, UMA arc. Right, right. So it was the end of the first arc. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right then. Uh, this one should be a quick one. Uh, best song. I'm gonna go ahead and say my. I think my favorite song is the Ninja ending. Yeah, so that's fun. That's lots of fun. Lots of fun. It's so fun. It's the the dance. I think is one of the most the best danceable endings there are. I I think Corey Uter beats it out, but only by a bit. You'll probably like Juojo then. It's the same dance choreographer. Oh really? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. But yeah, yeah I, just I love that why. It's well, a lot of it has to. It's it's a really. It's a fun song. Huh? It's a fun song, and I didn't realize until, like, I think maybe after I heard the first two times that it's the same singer who did the opening for Tokyo. Yeah. So and it's like such a different tone of voice for him, but and as far as like what I've heard, so hearing him do this different type of singing was really interesting. I really liked 
his singing in this uh, song. And also the dance is freaking it's a good dance. addictive. It's it's so addictive. Oh, so uh, uh, just to toss out another random fact, uh, the dance is choreo- choreographed. Somebody say the word. Choreographed. There you go. Uh, by the per- <laughs> by the person who uh, did the dance for Yokai Watch. And if you've been in Japan or you know anything about Japan, you know Yokai Watch is absolutely gigantic. And it kind of felt like Toei was just trying to get a piece of that by doing a very Japanese show. Yeah. But Actually, that's why the Yokai. I mean, that's why the villains of this year Sentai were Yokai. That's why they released Kakarage on DVD. <laughs> yeah. Yes, his name is Lucky oh. Ikeda. There you go. That's oh, the choreographer? Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. He's been around quite a lot, of, for, especially for, I mean, kid choreographies for famous songs. That video, right. for example, that, that David posted, that we should share, actually, that of Jet- the Jetman Taiso, that choreography was also made by Lucky Ikeda. Yeah, but that's a really, oh, wow. really bad dance, in my opinion. <laughs> All right, so I loved it. I loved it. I want, no, as I said, I want to show it to every grim dark fanboy who says that Jetman is so good because it's so dark. I want them to see it and suffer. Can we leave <laughs> that video in the article? In the notes. Let's put. Let, let, no, no. Let's put yeah. it in the notes. Yeah. <laughs> I'll put it in the notes. Thank you. <laughs> Though you know uh, they're just gonna hit you with the fact that it was like superfluous material, not part of the actual program. Yeah, and, and, and I will know video. that's just them trying to convince themselves it's not what it actually is. But yeah, that's I mean, one, 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 one could say that though. You know, it is divorced from the main intent. It's Kaori dancing. What are you talking about? Look, Kuni's not gonna let it go. Let's yeah, just let him be wrong. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Uh, that's that's a way he to really end a lot of conversations. Cooney's not let, gonna let it go. Just let him be wrong. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> All right. Who yeah, else got a favorite song? Uh, okay. uh, you want to do first, George. George? Yeah. Sure. So, um, okay. So I'll go ahead and name three that I really, really like, and one of them is like my favorite. And so we have the song that Yas mentioned. Um, okay, so four. So the song that Yas mentioned, um, I really, really like the opening theme to Ghost. It's a lot of fun. I was in love with it right away, whereas the drive theme took me forever to get into it. Yeah. I also I also love the uh, theme to the drive movie because it sounds very... Who's that guy? <laughs> no, that no, no, not that no. one. No, 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 God. no. <laughs> uh, Re-Ray. What do you mean, God, no? Okay, no, I just wait for my turn. <laughs> it's not a good song. Anyway. Oh, okay, we'll get to that. Argument. Anyway, anyway. So yeah, the one for the actual drive movie. Uh, the, the actual you know, the, drive, the actual the drive movie. Surprise future. Yeah. Surprise future. That's the one. Yeah, that has a very, very uh, escalating sort of tempo feel to it that I loved, and I thought it it actually made me really excited whenever I would see the advertisements for it. And then, you know, you see the movie, it's, like, not that good. But the song's still really good. Yeah, Mitsuru Matsuoka uh, is a really good singer. Yes. So, Kamen Rider Eternal. Now, getting to, like, my okay. actual favorite favorite song, it's the one. And I don't think it's too widely known right now. I don't know why it wasn't very publicized. But it's 
the song used for the Ghost Drive team up. Cooney, you've seen it, so maybe you know it. Um, go hold on a moment. I'm blind. The oh, Hajimari yeah, no He. Oh yeah. It's this, it's this very sort of like poppy, not poppy, more like R&B pop sort of ballad. It's really slow paced. It's got like a couple little upper beat moments, but it's very like it's it sounds like a closing song, and that's what I love in in this Haji, sort of movie. Sorry, I found it. It's called Hajimari no He. Yeah. Sung by One Finger. Yeah. <laughs> that's the name. That's How many fingers sung this song, artist. son? Just one. One finger. <laughs> one finger. But yeah, like that that was my favorite because it kind of breaks the mold of a writer song. It sounds a lot more mainstream, but at the same time it it fits the themes of what's going on so very well. It, yeah, uh you know what my favorite song was Platinum Smile from the next Yeah, that was like ten years ago, dude. Yeah, move on, move on. No, uh, ignore him again. I'm the only person who likes the next. Uh, can I go next? You rip. Never mind. That's, yeah, that's that a whole other podcast. I like the next. <laughs> <laughs> As I said at the beginning of this podcast, I'm the harbinger of bad opinions. That's not a bad opinion. That's just wrong. Being wrong. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I have to agree with them. Good, they're gonna That's... they're gonna do to me what happens at Old Yellow at the end of this. Okay, so, so my favorites. Uh, it's, it's I, I I liked a lot of songs uh, this year, mostly from Drive, like Surprise Drive. I I liked from the instant it happened. I liked Spinning Wheel because you know it's sung by the three riders. Um. Unlimited Drive was good, uh, even though it was like uh, I like Common Rider Girls more than most people. They're not the best, but they're and their cover of Dragon Road was terrible. But yeah, I like that. Uh, I would say though my favorite song from this year, and it might be a little bit retroactive because it's being used as the credits song for the uh, Chaser V Cinema, which isn't out yet. Uh, it is Goodbye Little Moon by Mitsuru Matsuoka. It's from the Time album. Mm-hmm. It's the same singer that did the Drive opening and the Surprise Future theme as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did, he did most of the Drive music. Um, and I really like Goodbye Little Moon because it it's very slow. Uh, it's mostly on piano. And it's mm-hmm. very, very somber. In fact, I will just uh, send this uh, along. Uh, it's a really good song. Uh, and It's also the... from 2016. No, it came out last year. <laughs> it came out last year. <laughs> did it? It did come out last year. It came out on the oh. Time album. I don't know if it was used in Drive. So, um... Are you saying it's going to be used in the V Cinema? It is going to be used as the credits for the V Cinema for Chase. Uh, but it was released last year. Uh, so to but if that doesn't count for you people, then my I really I really 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 like Ghost's theme song. I really do. Yeah, Ghost's theme song is actually really good. It's by one of my favorite bands, um, uh, Kishidan. Like mm-hmm. I I love their work. It's Wada e Omu Yue ni Wada Ari 
Uh, we think, therefore, we are. Um, and it is actually... I, I went through the other week, and I listened to every single Kamen Rider theme song in a row. Why? I'm getting there. <laughs> I'm getting I there. I did that before. Uh, no, it's because this is the first Kamen Rider theme song without a single English word in it. Oh. Yeah. Is it? That's like, big. That's actually very big. Yeah, uh, Alive Alive had, like, in the background, some people chanting Alive Alive, even though it's not in the... And the, the title itself. Yeah, the title itself. <laughs> yeah, it's chanting. <laughs> I, I didn't mean that as a, as a snidey joke, to be honest. Swear to God, Kunahara. Um, but yeah, no, uh, Ghost theme song is the first Rider theme song to not have a single English word in it. Well, I hate it. So, that's good. And uh, I just went by main series stuff. I So, if Zeto, Jay, or Shin uh, do, then uh, you know where to send your angry mail. I'm hoping Sekai no Owari does a song for this year because they they they're, they're meant to be doing stuff for Ghost and they are my other favorite band. They, they they've got a re and you know they've got a really gothic um uh, style and they even have a creepy clown man named DJ Love. So yeah, uh, and they they've uh, it was announced when Ghost began that they would be doing stuff for Ghost, but I haven't heard anything. Uh, yeah. Sekai no Owari? Yeah, Sekai no Owari. I don't think that would happen. Oh, that they're bunch not of weirdos, yeah. They're not so on Avex. And Ryder, like, exclusively gets its music from Avex. I could have sworn they were. Mm, no, they're with uh, a group called uh, Toy Factory. I was going to edit all this out then. <laughs> oh, we're keeping it in. Oh, okay. People are gonna know who you are. Yeah, uh, I like Ghost Sager, I like the next, I'm a terrible person, I get information wrong. How do you like. Never mind. <laughs> uh, so no, I'll be hosting a coming out of the it... next appreciation podcast, I'll be the only guest. I'll be... <laughs> <laughs> and I'll You're also the be the only listener. That's got to be a whole podcast. Just asking you questions about why you like uh, why you have Cameron. worse taste than Cooney. <laughs> why <laughs> the next podcast will be why does Celery Man like these hated things? Worse taste than Cooney. You don't know what you're talking about. No, he does. <laughs> I thought I thought that. Never mind. Well, yeah, uh, Comrade Ghost theme song uh, is uh, the best for this year. If we're not going to give me good bad little moon. Cute. Well, we can have both. Uh, who's next? Hi. Cooney? Yes, I want to defend myself. Because my favorite song of 2015 is Who's That Guy? Here we go. We what enjoyed did I just it. Say I enjoyed it. It, it became a weird. What, what? 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 Sorry? Sorry? Uh -oh. I'm just saying, I just said you had a terrible taste, and there you go. Proving me right. Who's That Guy is the most Bollywood song possible in Tokusatsu, and I love it. Bollywood? What are you talking that, about? Have actually, you that's seen, a pretty good Have you seen the it. video for Who's That Guy? That has the most Bollywood video. Who cares about the video? This, I mean, the song... I'm talking about the song. The song sounds kind of Bollywood. And I like it. I like it for two reasons. I like it because, in general, the, the, the tune is catchy. 
it's it's a it's a it's a, a diversion from what they had been doing in general um Kamen Rider music bores me to death in general the only mm-hmm. other theme I like was from last well the, the year previous to last which was the your song by you know of the Kamen Rider of the guy movie that's such a good song that that's a great song I think but all movie songs from in my humble opinion suck all of them bore right. me to death and this was the first time that didn't. And it was really danceable. You can do the Carlton with it, as I recommended in last podcast. Try to know now you have to record a video of yourself doing it. Please. <laughs> I want to put it on the YouTube channel. Probably we'll do it like in an anniversary but thing or something. Kuni, I'm gonna I'm gonna side with you. I, I, it's a I good also song, like that song. I mean it's a fun song. It's fun, it's good, it's uh, I mean it's I think it sounds easy to sing along. It's not difficult to 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 sing. I, I like how I sided with Cooney, saying, "Yeah, I really like it." But then when I said it sound like Bollywood, he just shut me down. Who me? No, Cooney. Cooney. Because oh. there's nothing. I mean, I'm not saying. I mean, not just in Bollywood music, but that yeah, doesn't sound anything in Bollywood. It does to me. Hmm. My my fiance is will back me up on this. She's a Bollywood expert. No, all that synthesizer thing, all that—that's not Bollywood. That's just like eighties. Uh, uh, sounds pretty Bollywood to me. We, we don't need to bring in Indian culture. <laughs> like, you're just doing it to piss me off, so I'm just I'm going not. to ignore you. Like a good boy. I'm not. It, it does sound like Bollywood a bit. I gotta be honest. <laughs> Which is Kuni, why I agree you've with officially you. been outvoted. So you know. Well, you know, I don't know much Bollywood music, so I think. So I, how I can you say it then? doesn't sound like Bollywood then? Because of, of what I have, uh, the Bollywood I've heard doesn't sound anything like that. But you haven't heard that much Bollywood. How much Bollywood How much do have I you need heard, to Nick? hear to, to... Never mind. You've heard enough. Welcome to the Tokusatsu Network. We hate each other. Anyway, I am really curious <laughs> to see how many people like Who's That Guy. Nobody so, in their right mind. If you, if you, if you care to leave a comment or something, I would really appreciate it. Um, and my second, the runner-up is... The Power Rangers Dino Charge opening. Holy crap. Oh my that, god. <laughs> I, I mentioned an American lot, thing. I, I, I mean, I, I am having a hard time um, admitting it because... I made um, my second one. I have a quite big distaste for Power Rangers in general. It's the last time I'm going to say that. But yeah, I mean, and, okay. and I heard... I listened to that and I liked it a lot. A lot. And I can't help myself. You know, I, I will give that song points for integrating... You know, like that one little iconic line into an actual lyric. Yeah. It works very, very well. What? Did I say Go Go Power Rangers in it? Yeah, but then they actually follow it up with another line that kind of plays off it and make, uh, makes go, go, it make sense. Go Go Power Rangers, uh, don't you ever stop. Something like that. It's not yeah, isolated. Yeah. But it was that and, and all the fact that, 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 I mean, that, that, well, the starting part, Power Rangers, Power I think that's yeah. great and that's exciting and, you know. And together with the addition of the of the opening, which was great in my opinion as well, mm-hmm. sp- except when that green armored Shrek appears, everything else was great. <laughs> I like I like that they didn't just straight up do Go Go Power Rangers again. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. They adapted it, but they put something new into it. The arrangement was new. The the, the it, voice was it, also fresh and uh, different. It's the same guy though. That's the amusing bit. Hmm. Same guy from what? Is it Ron Watson? From the last? No, from the previous season, previous two. 
Ah, uh, okay. What was the previous year? Oh, yeah, I Super remember Mega I decided Force. to raise it from my mind. So let's not talk about it. But, uh, yeah, it, 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 it I, that was actually a really good song. It's probably my favorite song in, like, since, good God, I don't remember. It's not a series known for very good music. For I don't me, know, like, I think, my, I think we are going to get so many angry comments from that. Honestly, <laughs> I <can't>, both. <laughs> I'll be honest, up until, like, maybe late Disney era, I thought most of the stuff before that's really good. Like, I enjoy listening to it from time to time, just listening to all the theme songs. And I think it's around, like, maybe late Disney eras where it starts to get shaky for me. I mean, this is the only theme after uh, Time Force that I genuinely like. Hmm. There's a light in the distance. See it coming closer. (laughs) What is he doing? (laughs) Stop that, please. I know it's not Time Force. That's Dino Thunder, but... See... Just, just stop. <laughs> uh, Nick, have you one? No, I haven't because I don't have a favorite song. Cause, okay. Yeah. So, you know, by default, it's the Ultraman, Ultraman X theme. Yep. So let's move on. I actually don't like that one, but okay. Oh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> one quick note about the ending theme to X. I yeah. really, really, really like the first 30 seconds, and then it just degrades into a really bad song. <laughs> no, but that tends, like, that tends to happen a lot with with Tokusatsu's uh, music. Yeah, like that. It has a great build up and a great like tempo and beat going, and then it just generic pop song. Here you go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ghost Ghost Ages ending song has a similar issue, but I like the ending song. Uh, but it starts off with the, like this choir of angels, and it goes da 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 rainbow rainbow da 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 da. With that stupid <laughs> mic that never appeared in the show. Yeah, it was it was for the end song, and it was for Kuniharu, that thing that you don't know how to have. What are you talking about? I'm joking. <laughs> All right. All right. So, Host, please. let's go to the last, last two categories. Best movie. And I'm going to go first and say my favorite. Uh, it's not much of a, not a good year for movies, in my opinion, but I think. My favorite one is uh, the Garo movie, Garo Goldstorm. Uh, I thought it was pretty solid. Uh, it's not amazing, amazing, but uh, I liked the premise of the bad guy. Um, I liked that he was basically a tool made by uh, Makai Priest, um, and he's basically fulfilling the dream of the deceased priest and whatnot. Um, and it brought into question the whole thing about... Um, if you're fighting the horrors, do you want to, if you want to get rid of the horrors, do you just get rid of the horrors or do you, get rid of the source of the horrors. Um, yeah, which is, you know, humans sort of. So it, it brought that into question. I thought it was a really cool topic to tackle. Um, but yeah, that's my favorite movie of the year. Uh, George. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be quick about this one. So it's the Ginga S movie. Um, it's, Honestly, I haven't seen too many movies from this year. What I have seen, I didn't really enjoy. Um, I liked the guy drive thing, but I really liked the King Gus movie. If only because you're seeing like 10 of these guys get together and fight on different levels. They're fighting the final guys from their own shows. You've seen them go through the different iterations of their own forms. It's a lot of fun. 
um, you have uh, uh, what was that for? I don't remember, but the big shiny gold thing that Zero has. Um, the only thing I didn't like about that movie too much was that they kind of just forgot that thing basically is God, and they just kind of like they're like we're gonna put that part of those powers over here and just not address them right now so have fun with this guy which by the way was Belial he was fighting Belial for like the 50 millionth time that's me God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? no, no uh, comments on Ultraman what hmm? just shut up just go <laughs> there's gonna have to be some trimming around this one Yeah. Just, you just edit out my audio we're going to replace you with Microsoft Sam. Um, that sounds better. <laughs> can I go then? Yeah. Yeah, go, go. It's going to be go. a really brief mention as well. But uh, Superhero Tyson Grand Prix, and we talked about it in the podcast as well. But I think that uh, it was a really a real great treat for Kamen Rider fans in general. For all the cast returning, for all the moments, for all the fights, and all the little details in the fights. Uh, it was mental as all the Kamen Rider, all the movie times and movies are. It was sloppily written as all they are, but I'm starting to get used to it in a good way. Enjoying it for what it is and enjoying, enjoying the mentality of it. And uh, it was a very well shot movie. I was surprised at how good some of the scenes were shot. I mean, cinematography-wise, we talked about it as well. The moment that J Kamen Rider J appears out of the dark woods. That moment in which the scene changes from the bridge into a door in the in the distance, in from which the the characters come out. Uh, moments like that, all the interactions between the, the the characters, the actors enjoying themselves. It's a really good. Uh, I mean, if the movie is not good itself as a movie, it's a really great treat for for any Tokusatsu fan. Done. All right. Done. Uh, David. Uh, gonna be as brief as I possibly can. Uh, uh Russia Sentai Tokyo versus Koryu, uh, Shuden Sentai Koryu. What, watching Shuden today messed me up there. Um, the movie. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a movie of two of my favorite Sentai teams. Uh, seeing baby Tokyo just do stuff was great. It was it was really cute. Seeing baby Usetsimaru was adorable. Uh, and I think especially the banter between Akira and Usetsimaru um, was a highlight of the film for me. And I can't remember if that got subbed this year or last year. Uh, no, last year or 2014. So for the safe answer, I'm going to go uh, Garo Goldstorm uh, for all of the reasons that we've said in this podcast. Cool. Who's next? Who wants to go next? Nicholas? Uh, here's a twist. It's not the Ultraman Ginga S movie. <laughs> <laughs> you what, mate? So, my what favorite movie it? this year is uh, Kamen Rider Drive Surprise Future. And this is kind of weird for me because I didn't like Drive and I didn't finish the show. But I really like the movie. You know, it's a nice self-contained story. It makes sense, which is kind of new to Kamen Rider movies. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's got a time travel plot, but there's no, like, convoluted paradox or anything. And the action is really good. And that's one of the things that I did like about what I saw from Drive. The designs are really good. And they lend themselves to good action. 
So, you know, my favorite types of fights are like rider on rider fights, you know. I'm not that much of a fan of rider versus kaijin, mm-hmm. depending on how it is, you know, because the big bulky suits can't move around too much. But, you know, we had some brutal stuff in this one, like when a Dark Drive smashed in uh, Shinosuke's faceplate. You know, that happened. I just, mm. it's, it's a nice, simple little story. Tells a complete story in one movie without any unnecessary tie-ins to the rest of the show. It's just such a rarity. Okay. You're exactly unlike Kamen Rider 3, because that's the most confusing movie ever. It's a terrible movie. You have terrible taste for it. Oh, so quick, quick, <laughs> quick note about the Drive movie. Um, I really think they wasted uh Sony Chiba's son in it. Sonny Chiba's son in it. There you go. Wait, who is Sonny Chiba's son? Uh, Shinosuke. Shinosuke's son. That's Sonny Chiba's son. Yeah. McKenna, uh, stupid name, stupid name, but yeah, he's Sonny Chiba's son. Wow. I, well, then yeah. Hold on. Because most of the fighting was in, no, because most of the fighting was in suit. But if that's funny, wow. That probably. I mean, I still like fight. the movie, but wow. That what if he, he can't, can't fight? fight huh? That's disappointment. That's what I'm thinking. That yeah. Terrible person. It's sort of like how Jackie Chan's son can't really fight. You shamed your family. But at the same time, like, like, if you get. Yeah, but what? at the same time, it's if you get somebody, you know, related to somebody that big, it's use them or do, do something. something yeah. About it. I mean, I still like it, but wow. Well, maybe he was that bad. <laughs> just maybe. He shouldn't be. Acting. I'm just considering a possibility. Oh, uh, also, we you forgot uh, pro- uh, the American Godzilla movie. That was pretty neat, though. That was 2014. That was 2014. Okay, well, <laughs> <fuck>. <laughs> You better study next time, mate. <laughs> All right, let's go to the <laughs> final category. Let's go to the final category, which is best show. Who wants to go first? I hate myself. Ultra- I want to go first. Let's get this out the way. Ultraman X. There you go. Wow. Surprise. That is such a shock. No, listen, okay. Let's be honest. There is no other answer. If you have seen Ultraman X, we all know Drive was kind of disappointing. Ninja was definitely disappointing. X was amazing. Well, that depends. If you consider Tokyo uh, 2015 show, hmm? I would put Tokyo Joe uh, above Ultraman X. In all honesty, it's not a 2015 show. Yeah, but I mean that's the technical. It ran like three episodes. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, it's kind of hard to. You can't really. Count that as a 2015. Well, yeah, We've let yeah. that pass. And we have sung the praises of of the of the show last year. I agree, actually. Ultraman X, I think, is the best one. Of the actually, year. I agree too. <laughs> See, right, George. Oh, <laughs> George. Well, the rest of you haven't finished it. I haven't started it. That's true. Exactly. <laughs> but of the people who know what they're talking about, we all say Ultraman X. <laughs> I will say that, that like. I've had the most fun watching like Ultraman X like week to week. It's just like there's always something there's always something to grab onto as far as like content in that show. Whereas like obviously it's because it's a shorter show, but it did everything so much so well. They used their time well. Exactly yes. that. No. There's like a diversity of content shortness. where it's like there's a rugby episode. They use their cameos well. 
Then they had the serious episodes with uh, all the stuff that happened. Was there a beach episode? Good stuff. What are you saying? Ultraman doesn't do that. No, I didn't hear what happened. Is there a beach episode? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) People, Uh, uh, don't get confused. We do get along sometimes. It's not like that. I get along with people who have good taste. (laughs) (laughs) Screw you. You know, screw you, Bush. (laughs) You just said we get along. Screw you. Screw you. With a contact reference, I love you. God, this is such a decisive podcast. <laughs> all right, all right, I'll, I'll be nice. I'll be nice. But you know, yeah, yeah, I think we can all agree Ultraman X is the best show of 2015. Well, nope. uh, David and George, like, what, yeah, what do you think? Two losers have to say something. <laughs> <laughs> all right, George, mate, you go first. All right, so. I don't have a favorite show from this year because they were all kind of bad. And, well, Ninja was, they had its moments. Um, so I don't really want to pick a favorite. Like, you can say X is this fantastic show all you want, but I've only seen the first 12, I think, and it's, it's alright. They're good episodes, but it's not the best thing ever. It's not even my favorite series in that franchise and uh you know max was a lot better uh leo's a lot better uh you just just like gaia is my favorite if you haven't seen it you really need to see gaia well it's Um, not even in my top five ultra but max really yeah that's another conversation for another time are we excluding max's like first 10 episodes no no go on how selective you want to get because Max has a slow start. It, but okay. How about we talk about a show that came out in 2015? <laughs> <laughs> but George doesn't like any of them. No, well... Right, so the, well uh, look, 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 hold on, hold on. Right. Of, of what did come out in 2015, X is the one that I feel the least eh, about. Mm. High praise indeed. <laughs> the highest of praise. <laughs> uh, X was like the the least worst. Here you go. Okay, least so exactly. Uh, because I can't answer Tokyo Uger, which it would be if I could, but I can't even justify it to myself. Uh, no, yeah, I would do the same. Uh, c- can I say the first twelve episodes of Ghost? Yes. Yeah, all right. So that's it. That's the best uh, show of 2015. Is what part of Ghost was in 2015? Because it was like a little like that entire first arc like could have been a show into itself, really. Like it did. It ended really well. That arc. Yeah, it did. But for my fair answer, for the answer I won't get scrutinized over, Drive. Like, I, I have my issues of Drive's ending, but I think Drive overall was the best Tokusatsu of 2015. If I can't answer two... If I can't say the answer of a show that was in 2014, or a show that's going to have the majority of its time being 2016. If I can't you cheat, I'll pick Drive. <laughs> we already said you could take Ghost. Yeah, but yeah, Ghost. But Drive. Alright, yeah, I'm done. Alright, go on. <laughs> 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 Are you sure? My first time podcasting sure. in a while, and 
for the entirety of the two hours we've been recording, it's just me rambling. Nah, it's cool. We that's all we rambling. do, actually. You would know that if you listened. <laughs> no, no, that that's a thing that I do need to point out as well. You should have listened before, but yeah. Because this is, this is normal. Okay, yeah. good. You should, you wouldn't be, feel that bad about yourself if you had listened to the drivel before. <laughs> we do two things. We ramble and we hate each other. Uh-huh. Welcome to the club. The animosity yeah. is just the same as well. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna go watch the next after this is over because I no, seriously, seriously, how do you like the next? Seriously. I really like the next. No, I would have liked to Why? have. I mean, there is going to be a Toxic Comfort Foods uh, Part Two, and I'd like you to be there just to, just so that the you know the discussion keeps going on instead of also going. Yeah, is that's good? That's good. It's like I mean the Gosage show, the Shinkenja show. Those are going to be the, the, those podcasts are going to be something else to listen to. Oh god, when we get to Ghostsager, it's just me and Cooney swearing at each other for two hours. <laughs> Not only you, Big uh, is going no. to swear, and uh, George is going to me? swear a bit as well. I like Ghostsager. Are we too. allowed to swear on it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been holding back. a lot of the time. Again, you wouldn't know that if you were <laughs> God, Okay, when, okay, there's a running theme. When Can people hear this podcast, show, please but take it home. It's time for us to wrap this yeah, up. Yes. So I, I, I want to say before we wrap up, the main themes of this podcast have been Ultraman X and Nick's Undying Love for it. And It's a really good show, okay? Like, addressing no down jokes. everyone's character. What? Ultraman X is a really good show. I don't know the second thing he said. It wasn't direct. Like, I don't know. Okay. All right. Yeah. Just go on. Take us home, senpai. <laughs> well, this was episode eighteen of the Token Dead Podcast. Uh, you can uh, you can subscribe to the podcast feed on iTunes and on Stitcher. Please uh, leave us a comment, rate it. Uh, we like hearing feedback from people who listen to the podcast. Uh, this is a part of the Tokusatsu Network, which you can go to at tokusatsunetwork.com. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, Instagram, and please be sure to follow to subscribe to our YouTube channel, uh, which Kuni and Tom Constantine work very hard on. There are Especially, some and great, also, uh, great interviews coming. We have confirmed yes. a lot of the people doing that we have work. lined up. It's going to be great. Stick with us. Subscribe. You, 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 you'll know. You'll know. You, you'll, you'll get what you, the, your subscriptions worth and more. Definitely, you're not, you're not getting anything else. Unlimited like free. You'll feel guilty for not paying us. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's the good thing about this. Actually, yes, it's for free. It's for the fans. It's by the fans. That's never Speak, going to change. But, 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 but speaking about what Nick just said. Uh, we do have that donut button if you want to, you know. Oh, the donut button, yes. yes. Yeah, yes, yeah. The donut it's still button. there. I thought you yes. said Wizard donut button. Wizard style. Oh, no, I no, did. we did say that. No, we did. Again, See, if you, had you, to the you would know. Earlier, <laughs> you would know. I think that's going to be a running joke from now on. There is a donut button for a reason. It is One reason is to buy us donuts, and the other reason is to go into the fund for the quesadilla jet. Yeah, pretty much. Paula can't do anything about that. She's not here. Right, she's she's not getting, here. We're, we're getting that chat. We love you, Chief. No, we're we getting a chat. Watch her record like a special clip to add onto this. <laughs> I'm, I'm the one editing it, so. The bonus.
Yeah, like, Paul put a disclaimer at the beginning of this saying don't listen to what anything the celery man says. Well, I'll say that. Huh. As well. Well, you just said it. In fact, say it right now. Give us a little sound. Don't listen to anything I say. My opinions are bad. Ultraman X is a really good show. (laughs) There we go. Make a dance mix around it. (laughs) Drop the bass. Ultraman X is a really good show on a loop. Yep, pretty much. And because he's British, the accent sells it. I uh, yeah, I'm con I'm the second Constantine. I know it's it's nice it's, it's, not, it's a different accent. Probably it is a different accent. I'm I'm Northern England. Yeah. He's Southern England. You both hate each other. Yeah. Okay. Cool. This oh. keeps up. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, that was our episode. That was our best of 2015 episode of the Tokenet Podcast, and we shall see you. Next time. Thank Bye. you very much for this. Bye. Bye. Arigato. Zoimas. I'm going to watch Ultraman X. The match should be done. How do you like? Seriously, how do you like uh, Comrade the next? I don't understand that. It's it's yeah, it's bad. It's it's horrible. Let's just have objectively garbage. <laughs> it's God, uh, yeah, it pretty much I is. hate myself. <laughs> As you should at this point.